All right, welcome to the Well Read Dames podcast, episode one, everyone. We are going to be discussing Leanne Moriarty's book, What Alice Forgot, along with having a couple of glasses of wine if you want to join us. And I'm here with two of my besties, Alicia and Suze. What's up? Hello. And so let's get into this book, you guys. I'm already one glass of wine deep. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Um, so I'll kind of talk about the premise, although hopefully anyone listening to this has read it already. Otherwise, spoilers ahead. Um, so the book takes place. It's about a woman named Alice. Shocking. And she falls off her exercise bike in a spin class and loses her memory. And when she wakes up, she thinks it's 10 years earlier. So she thinks it's 1998. But instead, her life has changed a lot. And it's in 2008. And the book is really about her trying to remember everything along with like trying to come to grips with the changes in her like marriage and having children and all that stuff and like her life is pretty drastically changed so what do you guys think about it i really liked it um i enjoyed kind of going back in time um so like it's frustrating in the future because she can't obviously remember what's going on and she's trying to like remember and where she's at now in real life is not where she's at mentally. So it's interesting when she gets the flashbacks trying to figure out what's going on. It tells a little bit of a story, but it can be also very frustrating, as you can imagine, yeah. if you lost your memory in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're like, I don't understand why this just happened. Right. You know? Um, yeah, absolutely. I really liked it. Um, I really liked it because it also kind of makes you think, like, what you would look like 10 years in the future or what things look like to you 10 years ago. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's kind of like a harsh reality check of, I was, I feel like I was a happier, boppier, upbeat, naive person like Alice was in the beginning. And then like, especially that first conversation with Nick on the phone, he's like, why the fuck did you call me? Right? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, You're oh, my loving husband. How could yeah. you speak to me this way? And that feeling mm-hmm. of betrayal. And I, I just liked, all those beats in there when you could really feel like those stabs of pain. Yeah, it was very that. emotional. Yeah, I thought it like it was it was hard for her because basically when she thinks it is, she thinks it's 1988 and she's super in love. They're newlyweds. They're pregnant with their first child. 1998. 1998. Yes. 1988. 1998. 1998. Yeah, I was like, we went back 20 years. <laughs> She'd be like eight years old. No. I was like, wait a minute. So Sorry. not that not that far. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but she's supposed to be 29, and I I heard another person kind of mention when I was we were talking about the book that she thought she sounded pretty naive for 29, and I would agree that she definitely because to me 10 years ago was you know I don't know it wasn't 29 I was younger and so when I read it I didn't think about that but at 29 I don't feel like I was as naive as Alice is because mm-hmm. um, she seems I think I was. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. And so she, because she seems really naive in the beginning. Like, she can't imagine a world where she and her love of her life are having problems. Like, she can't imagine being talked to that way. And, um, I mean, maybe you could definitely still be in that spot at 29. I think I was just, like, a little hardened by the world by 29, you know? Yeah. Um, A bit jaded. Well, definitely if you've ever had a relationship that maybe was really good at first and then wasn't as picture perfect, um... So I feel like for me, you know, I'm 31, so that I don't feel like I'm as naive as she was at 29. But also, I've had those bad relationships where I'm like, I can understand where someone might get really angry and say very harsh things to you. Yeah. Well, I I also wonder. She keeps saying things like 
we were so young when we get to when we got together mm-hmm. but it seemed like when she was 29 it was still fairly new like a couple years in yeah you, how, yeah how, maybe she was so naive because it was i mean i know they were married but yeah a newer relationship maybe Possibly. But, I mean, they definitely had that that feel of a new relationship yeah. we're like you've never had a real first fight like that was the yeah. vibe mm-hmm. i thought like yeah. everything was magical they bought this rundown house mm-hmm. and they by like sheer magic put it into like a beautiful palace for them and <laughs> like their house sounded amazing it did. but mm-hmm. when she wakes up all of that's completely gone you know i mean the house is there but her marriage is in shambles they're in yeah. separation getting a divorce and yes it's it gets it's pretty messy when she wakes up uh i think like one of the best and also worst things about this book is you don't get all of the answers at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's like literally a page turner because you have no idea what's going on. Right. They keep referencing people that you don't know who they are. And I guess neither does Alice, you know, which is part which of the is frustration. the point, I would think, because yeah. you want, they, I feel like she wants you to be in her shoes. Like, what what's going on? And the same way that Alice doesn't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, when you first hear about Gina, I mean, mm. I, I was like, there's no, that's not an affair because you came to that too easily. <laughs> like, there's got to be more to that. Yeah, I, I was trying. I thought it was an affair. I was oh trying to figure out who it was. I was like, I guess it could be like, an like a friend that you know Nick had a relationship with, or could yeah. it have been a relationship that she had? I definitely thought they I were didn't rule that out. On. I was like, like me too. Maybe she's real naive and didn't realize she had these feelings. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I was trying to figure out what could have happened and. It, it did catch me off guard, the actual relation, true yeah. nature of the relationship. So in case anyone's listening that hasn't read it, basically she had a really, really good friend that really had a profound effect on her life named Gina. And we learn about her. And what I found frustrating is we learned about her just in pieces. Yeah. You know, like someone, like her mom can't shut her mouth. And so her mom is just like vomiting at the mouth about Gina, I even though she, I know, even <laughs> yeah. though she knows that no one's supposed to tell her anything about her current life because she has so much anxiety about it because she can't remember and she has amnesia and just, you know, to not bring up stressful things. Um, but her mom just can't, you know, she's like, keeps talking and then her sister doesn't want to say anything so you know her sister would say things like i have very complicated feelings about gina and then that would be it like we we get the Which perspective is almost worse, really it mm-hmm. is i was like who the hell is gina yeah and so we find out that like really i thought it was interesting because i did think there was a lesbian thing going on for sure especially with the um when she remembers the laundry scene mm-hmm. and uh, like two people kissing at a party like I for sure thought she was remembering making out with Gina and getting caught by Nick even though she was remembering it wrong she saw it with a guy mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, but that's that's what I was imagining well and at one point he said something to her like you I think you were closer to Gina than you were to me, me. yeah so there are a couple times where it's like okay what what is this What's yeah going on? I know <laughs> and like I think and like it's very hard to have friends as an adult I mean, we're luckily all friends, but we've been friends our basically whole lives, yes. you know? But to make friends as an adult is very challenging to do. Mm-hmm. But to to make a friend, especially that close, where you basically intertwine your lives together, mm-hmm. that's, like, special, obviously, mm-hmm. and very impactful to you. But at the same time, would you blow up your own marriage over it? Because I feel like her relationship with Gina was the catalyst to her problems with Nick. I think it was too. You don't think oh, so? Oh, you disagree? No, because I mean, I literally listened to this on <laughs> on my book on tape like uh-huh. three hours ago. So there is a part at the end. Um, well, now shoot, now my thoughts are derailing. But there were just some things that he said where he was trying to defend himself, and then he would go back 
and say, yeah, I really should have done all these things. It wasn't just about Gina. So I don't know. There yeah. were just some things. I feel like she was part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was really upset that she told Gina she was pregnant with Olivia first. Mm, yeah. And then at the end, she remem- when she's remembering, she's like, well, of course I told her first. You were in, you know, wherever, on a trip. On a business trip. Business trip. You were gone for two weeks, and she was standing right there with me when I found out. Or, you know, maybe not with her, but... Yeah. So I feel like it's just one of those things where memories can kind of warp to where he blamed Gina. Yeah, true. I don't think she was part... She wasn't all of it. I don't think think Gina was part of it. I felt like... So they developed a special friendship. I think they were both in very similar places in their lives, and so they, like worked out together and you know just really bonded over being able to spend time together because both their husbands were super busy and so it kind of gave them um that close friendship but i think when gina's husband had that affair with um the principal's wife i can't think of her name right now yeah yeah. anyway and like the deputy principal then there was that whole issue i felt like obviously alice took gina's side which is understandable your friend just is the victim um, but stuff like that was it. But I think over the choosing of it, I felt like she kind of treated Nick bad and took out the frustration of what was going on in their relationship and kind of can put them in that situation. Yeah. And that's what Nick was kind of saying. Like, sure. you were mad at me when I didn't do anything wrong because, you know, I'm not being rude to I the was husband there. or because I just happen to be a man. So I feel like that is kind of what started like, she was just so um, emotional. Although, I definitely understand it. why that would happen, though. Yeah, oh, it's totally understandable. But I think that was a big issue, too. They both just kept focusing on those emotional aspects and not reevaluating and realizing, okay. You get stuck like, in You a didn't bubble. do anything wrong to me. Yeah. Like, you're a good husband, in fact. We need to work through this and this and this, you know. What are your thoughts, Ashley? Um, I think I think you're both right. Like, I know it's a cop-out, but I don't think Nick was blameless at all. I mean, it sounded like it sucked. Like, he's gone the whole time. She's there with three kids. I can't fucking imagine that. And, you know, I mean, her life was very empty. And I don't think... But maybe, like, we don't know. You know, that could happen. I mean, they were friends for years, though, also. Mm-hmm. This didn't happen overnight. I think that she grew closer with Gina... But when Gina's life started to go sideways, I think she also kind of made her life go sideways. Yeah. So that they were in it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, your husband is a jerk. So is mine. Oh, my God. I don't like that my husband does and this. And then that's all you can see. Yeah. Because you can't step outside, which is kind of what her amnesia did, helped her step outside and get see. perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her sister, she drifted from her sister as well. Oh, her sister. Makes me so sad. I know. Should we talk about Elizabeth? Let's God, let's introduce who Elizabeth is. Does someone want to take it, or should I go? You go for it, or one of you two. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'll start. Elizabeth is her older sister, mm-hmm. but can't be that much older. I don't think so. Just has has to be a couple years if she's still in of baby making age. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, about six years ago, I think was when all the miscarriages started, and mm-hmm. she had. Six miscarriages and one didn't even tell her husband. Yeah. And they've been going through IVF and that really affects them. Um, and I know from knowing other people, luckily not personal experiences, but that really does happen. That mm-hmm. like changes everything about how you see the world. So I think she was written really well and obviously parts of her story really kind of 
make you want to be like, just wake up, just, just stop trying to steal that baby that she, at one point, she saves a child from running into the street, and then instead of taking the child back to the mom, just keeps on walking with the baby, because <laughs> that's what she does. So there, there's a lot to her story. Um, one of my favorite things that they do with her is the notes that she writes to her psychiatrist. I think that's a really great. Yeah avenue to getting her feelings out so she's writing a journal about her journey and you find out more about her story as she goes and why her and Alice have drifted apart and again it's just because Alice kind of well both of them have their perceptions of what happened and they drift apart because it's just too hard to deal with and I get that I mean Elizabeth struggling for basically the past 10 years almost completely trying to have one baby and going through all this very difficult physical and emotional process of IVF and with her amazing can we just talk about how amazing her husband yeah, was her he husband's really cool I awesome love guy. him but you know her amazing husband and she just kind of drifted but I, I feel like she even drifted from Alice before because yeah. 10 years ago Alice they she, Elizabeth and her husband were not together and so Alice barely remembers him. Like, she had met him one time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Alice of sure. the present day, before she lost her memory, seems to have been pretty judgmental of, is it Ben? Yes. Yeah. Of Ben, of Elizabeth's husband, because he's not what she would have imagined Alice being with, what kind of person she would imagine Alice right. being with. But, I mean, Elizabeth, sorry, guys, of what <laughs> she would have imagined Elizabeth <laughs> being with. Um, and, you know, that... that I hate when that happens because, I mean, we all kind of, we all want the best for our friends and family. We all imagine the amazing knights in shining armor coming to, like, mm-hmm. whisk us all away to mansions or whatever we think is going to happen. And then, basically, almost everyone falls short of that mark. <laughs> unless you're Meghan Markle, apparently. Shout out. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Um, so, unless you literally marry Prince Charming, of which there's very few left in the world. I looked it up. <laughs> Um, you know, most, most people are going to kind of marry like a regular person, you know, and they may not be a billionaire and they may not have a sex dungeon. Like we don't know, you know, they may just. They might make neon signs. Yeah. Which is the weirdest job ever. That's what Ben did. I mean, they, they might be a mechanic. They might be an accountant. It might not be exciting, you know, and they might not look like, you know, I don't know. Who's a chiseled person? Chris Evans. Yeah. Or Ch- Chris Gosling. Hemsworth. Or basically almost all of the Chris's. Yes. You know, like they may once again look more like a normal person. And that's also fine. So I feel like there was like a weird judgment there. And that kind of started the drifting. But then they definitely Maybe. drifted. Yeah. And I do want to talk about like the alleged kidnapping, which is what makes. It wasn't really a kidnapping. No. Which is what like kind of puts Elizabeth in the situation of having to see a psychiatrist because it's yes, court ordered or whatever. Because yes. mm-hmm. Alice, what we find out later, luckily got her out of that situation mm-hmm. and now she has to see a psychiatrist about her issues. And of course she hates Alice because Alice just pities her and doesn't understand her situation, yeah. um, which she couldn't, you know, and they don't talk. But I don't like, that's so complicated having that emotion because I feel like, like you said, it makes you see the world differently. Like, as another person who can't have kids, which is not a big deal to me personally at all, but I definitely see people, you know, that are just awful with their pets or with their kids or with right. their husbands or whatever. Some people shouldn't be parents. And right. you and you see people that have things that you don't have, mm-hmm. and it's really, really hard yeah. because you want whatever that is, and you don't have it, but then you see someone that seems 
less deserving or possibly not at all deserving having whatever that object is that you want in your life. So I think that was really the saddest part of her story and definitely probably why she pulled away from Alice. Right, because going over to her house was a constant reminder. Oh, you've got these great kids. Yeah. And that one story of the very first um, miscarriage she had What's what kid? One of the kids was there, and she was mm-hmm. like making cute the son. faces. The yeah, son was there. yeah. When they were at the when they were at the they were making doctor cute appointment, faces, and she wasn't paying attention to the ultrasound tech, and she made a cute face, and then she heard the "I'm sorry, there's no heartbeat." There's no heartbeat. Just that moment was heartbreaking. It's like, oh my gosh! And then I can just picture in her mind that's the image she sees is that kid that she loves, mm-hmm. but now she doesn't want to be around him because right. it's got that. Horrible moment, that horrible association. Mm-hmm. I do actually, one of the first things that Alice remembers very quickly right after she wakes up mm-hmm. is that, I'm sorry, there's no heartbeat. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I thought was really sweet that that moment impacted her so much that it was her sister's. And that comes back later mm-hmm. in the end when she's remembering. She's like, oh, crap, I should have been there. Like, yeah. after the first couple, she just got numb to it. Mm-hmm. And then she was she kind of re- realized at the end that they're all hard. Not yeah. Just the first one. Yeah. And she didn't even know. I mean, that first conversation is hard. And it's even, I think the drive home really stuck with me when Elizabeth's driving Atlas home from the hospital. And she knows that Nick's not there. You know, right, Alice yes. now knows that Nick's not there because she had already had the phone call right. where she called him to tell him what happened and he yelled at her mm-hmm. and was like, why the fuck are you calling me? Right. You know, if it's not an emergency about the kids, why are you calling me? Because right. we hate each other because we're divorcing now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, like, but Elizabeth can't tell her all of these things. And so she knows there's no one at home except the children that Alice doesn't remember existing. Right. You know, and the house that's empty mm-hmm. and very fancy at mm-hmm. this point. And so... You know, but in that is when Alice kind of asks her, I think she asks her if she has kids. And well, and right after that first conversation with with Libby, she calls her and then she yeah. leaves and she's like, I, def- I forgot to ask her. And she thinks it's this big, momentous thing that's going to be this great conversation. And then she asks her and it's like, wah, wah. Yeah. And I actually remember, I forgot about this too because I read the book a little bit ago. Um, but when she first learns the name Gina, I actually first thought that that was maybe. Elizabeth's daughter right. like maybe she had already There's named a, loss. a baby and then yeah. she either was stillborn or something right. like that happened right. that was actually my initial thought and yeah. then it kind of changed to more of an affair like mm-hmm. person but yeah I feel like with her and Elizabeth like you know Elizabeth's going through so much stuff and I feel like because she was an older sister she didn't always want to burden her younger sister with her life and she didn't mm-hmm. think it was important so she just kind of internalized it and bottled it yeah and didn't deal with it, and then it's kind of awkward to keep being like, hey, how's it going with that fertility? You know what I mean? It's a very emotional thing. You don't want, you're kind of walking on eggshells. You don't want to offend them. You don't want to hurt their feelings, but you want to be there for them, but having that support is very difficult. Um, And so I kind of hurt the relationship, too, because I think Alice did care for her, and more than she realized, I mean, she was willing to make muffins to lure Ben over the house just to, like, (laughs) bring up adoption because she thought... I know my sister wants a baby this so is bad. Killing her. It's killing yeah. her. I think she'll be happy more than she realizes if she goes down this road, right. mm-hmm. which obviously in Liz's mind was a big slight because she's like, "How dare you go behind my back?" Which right. 
it's a big thing, but I think she did it in the goodness of her heart. Absolutely. Because she was desperate to save her sister from this turmoil that she's in. And to me, it's another example of when you're in that bubble of your life and you're just focused on one thing, it's really hard to step out and see other people's motives, Mm -hmm. which is what I just kind of got, kind of is the theme of the book. Like, Mm -hmm. they're in their lives, they're stuck and they just can't step outside of it and see, hey, we need to take a breath. We need to talk about this. We need to just help each other out a little bit. And when they did, then that's kind of when things fell into place. Yeah. And that's kind of what I feel the the end was, which we're not there yet. But the end was kind of a nice mixture of that. It I was. I mean, because, I mean, you're right. Everyone, Elizabeth and Ben obviously have the infertility. It's mm-hmm. their heartbreak. Alice's is Gina, her loss of Gina as a friend. Um, Nick's is his loss of his wife because he feels mm-hmm. like he's lost her completely because right. she's so wrapped up in the kids and the school. And mm-hmm. can we just talk about the school for a moment? Sure. Like, oh my God. Like, I love when Alice has to host the first thing, which I just felt so bad <laughs> that all these people are coming over to her house that she doesn't know at all. And can we take one, one quick sidestep? Yeah. Before we get to that. Oh yeah. It got to me how no one really cared that she had amnesia they were going about life like normal like she they would they would tell these people and they'd be like oh it's fine especially her mother who just refused to believe and every other word was oh you remember that you remember that it was extremely insensitive Uh -uh. like i don't think they believed her like oh is this just another like motive to get attention right how could you really forget your children i don't know i hit my head really hard and i literally can't remember i was was pregnant the last time i had a memory yeah tell me now but that's the thing that got me the most especially about like her school friends air quotes oh Oh, yeah and the one that was hosting the party that she or helping host the party that night she was like Oh well, it's too hard. It's too hard to do it at my house. It's okay, right? To do it at your house, you're fine. Like, like everyone no. just seems so selfish, right? Very selfish and, and self-absorbed. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. But her mom, like, I found her mom extraordinarily relatable. Like, I feel like I've met several people like that in my life. Yeah. Um, but awful at the same time because you're right. She just doesn't seem to get it, and I don't know if she doesn't get it or I. I got the vibe that she was just like. The center of self-involvement. Oh, yeah. Because most of their childhood, I don't know where she was, but they were raised by Franny, even well, though her mom was there, right. you know. And that was a, another thing in the book, at the obviously in the book, at the end, <laughs> when they, uh, Alice and Elizabeth both looked at each other and they were like, so I guess we forgave her along the way because she checked out after her husband died. Mm-hmm. So maybe when she came back, she just got so self-absorbed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I pictured Debbie Reynolds. Yes. A la Will and Grace. When she, uh, whose mom yeah. was she? She was Grace's mom, I think. Yeah. That's just, I pictured her the whole time as the mom. <laughs> I, I I don't know exactly what I pictured, but that fits the bill completely. Okay. You know, just everything. Like, how could you forget about this? Mm-hmm. Oh, hon. It's fine. Let me just drop some crazy truth bombs on you about Forcing your life. Forcing them to salsa dance. Yeah. Together. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my word. I, I kind of thought Franny would get up and be like, uh-uh, no. Yeah. I felt so bad. Okay, Franny's story. Okay, but, like, let's... let's we keep jumping. I'm sorry. No, you're it's fine. Uh, let's go back to the moms real quick and yes, just kind of close the moms that out. Because yeah. I feel like that was the same thing. Just I yeah. felt like it was just all of her friends, I think she realized with this new perspective, 
were very self-involved. Yes. And didn't really, they seemed only to care about the school gossip. Mm-hmm. Who is, like, fucking who. Right. And who is, like, talking about who. And and they clearly had to tell their kids because when Madison got in a fight with one of the girls, mm-hmm. it was because she thought, <laughs> she thought Alice was, can we, we can say fucking, right? I've said fucking like this. She thought Alice was <laughs> fucking the principal, which she indeed was, apparently. I know. But how did this girl know? Like, her mom had to tell her. Well, I would you. think maybe based off that mom's description, I could see her being on the phone be like, oh my god, mm-hmm. Suzanne, can you believe that so-and-so <laughs> is sleeping with <laughs> so-and-so with her wine and, like, super loud and the daughter being, like, in the next room Absolutely. trying to do her homework and being like, what the heck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just not having boundaries at all, yeah. you know? Yeah, none of these people seem to have any kind of boundaries no, uh-uh. about anything. Like, really, like, the PTA meetings or whatever they oh, whatever gosh. they were were really just reasons to drink and gossip. Right. Which, I mean, I guess, as a mom, I would definitely want reasons to drink and gossip. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Like, I True. just wanted that to be with actual friends <laughs> instead of with just, like, catty bitches. Frenemies. It felt like um, high school. That felt like, it felt like high school yeah. so bad. Like, it... Because, I mean, I don't know if all schools look as I imagine they're not, but I this was, like, obviously more of a prestigious school. Right. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you've got money and you show mm-hmm. your wealth by dressing well, driving a car, being the best mom you can be, bake sailing this, doing <laughs> this, being, like, I hope you don't have a job because otherwise how the freak do you function? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, it was all about image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you could have been the worst parent ever, but by golly, everyone's going to yeah. think you're the best because you did X, Y, and Z, yep. and you're running this, even though, like, you're running on steam. Right. Because, yeah. like... You're killing yourself. You're slowly. killing yourself yeah. just to look like you're doing a great job, and really, your kids are suffering because you're not freaking right. there for them. You're not parenting at all. You're doing their project. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, doing but their project. I think it's called assisting, like, helping yeah. them guide, but... Don't do their freaking project so they get an yeah. A. They need to do their freaking project or right. they're gonna fail. See, and what I to school. what I didn't know is that she also wrote Big Little Lies. So mm-hmm. when I first read this, I had no idea that she'd also written Big Little Lies. I watched Big Little Lies on HBO. I've not read it, obviously, or else I would have put the connection together. But yeah. I went for the version with Alexander Skarsgård half naked. <laughs> I have no regrets. Nice. Um, but it was great. But it's funny because all of Big Little Lies is about just like like you said, just like really catty women just trying to one up each other in their in their school situation, and that's the entire show, mm-hmm. which is great. I highly recommend watching it. But I would hate living there. You know, they're yeah. all miserable. They can never be happy. They have everything in the world. Mm-hmm. They have amazing homes. Their kids are in a great school. They have marriages, and they're ignoring their good marriages because they're pissed off at, like, some bitch from a bake sale that showed them up with, like, better gluten-free cupcakes or whatever the hell, that they've made a priority. Yeah, Yeah. they've made that a priority in their life over their actual children and their actual husbands, and that's what's causing all of their drama. Can I say something that might be a little too deep? No, go ahead. And I feel like I should preface this by saying I am a mom, and I love my child, and I love my family. But it changes you, Mm, like, a lot. And one of the things, like, I can't even tell you this book kind of hit me hard. But it really does change you. And you kind of lose yourself. Mm -hmm. Not kind of. You do. Like, I'm completely different than I was 10 years ago. And I, when people ask me something good about myself, I say, oh, well, 
Jay is my daughter, you know, mm. like that's that's my thing. That's what I identify as. So I can really see I'm not there yet. My daughter's <laughs> only three and I'm going to try really hard to not be that kind of mom. But I can see how you can get lost into that mm -hmm. because it gives you an identity. Like you get sucked into those little things that don't matter because you've lost who you are because you're just so focused on that little piece of life. So I can kind of see how that could happen. And maybe, that's a really good point. Maybe that's the point of her books in general. Maybe that's mm -hmm. the point of her perspective is to focus on the things that matter. Mm -hmm. Like your Absolutely. actual child instead of one up being mm -hmm. the child's mom. The image. Well, yeah. yeah. And the it's, image. It's not like in her books, I don't ever feel like it's actually about the children. Mm -hmm. Unlike real life where I know that you only care about your daughter, right? right? But I feel like for the people in her books, it's always about the other mother, right. you know, and being better than the other person. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I get that. It's, a lot of people are competitive. I'm competitive about some things. You never want to feel embarrassed or like you're not doing enough. And I right. think there's a difference between making like the sole focus in your life mm -hmm. to one up like one to three people. Right. Opposed to like being a really good mom right. and, you know, doing your best. So. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I I think we should all, like, watch Big Little Lies as well. And, okay. You know, and we'll just, like, we can all chat about it later. But okay. um, but it's it's kind of dark, though. I, like, I feel like Big Little Lies is very dark yeah. because you it's so raw. Like, you see, you can see these people's problems that they can't see themselves. Right. You know, you can see the woman that's obsessed with her ex-husband and his wife when her current husband, who is great, is sitting next to her pining for her and jealous and thinking that he's not enough mm -hmm. because all she thinks about is her ex-husband who's a That's complete asshole kind of the same situation in this book really so except similar. he wasn't like a complete asshole he just got lost in his work exactly he went again, from being like a so regular guy yeah. to like not corporate level but kind of where he's having to well, he like his business yeah mm -hmm. his business he was like high yeah. up there having to fly yeah. To Japan or whatever. He's got a freaking assistant who's a real B. Right. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> She's like, what do you want? Talk to my husband. She was definitely crushing on him. Oh my gosh. She I thought that she was Gina at first. And I thought I that like too. he was banging the secretary. I definitely thought some banging was happening. Because she was like, I got, because yeah. she got like really mad at her on the phone. Just like, mm -hmm. and she didn't know why. It was just like a quick emotion that she had to like get pissy with this woman. And then when immediately something was said about Gina or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, did he bang the secretary? And that's why they're getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. And then she called her and was like, I'm here to talk to Nick. I'm his loving wife. And then I felt really embarrassed for her. But that yeah. wasn't the situation. I want more development, Leanne Moriarty, on that discussion with the secretary. Like, yeah. why was she so awful? Like, what was the situation? Oh, I can think. I can only think is, you know, when she got so obsessed with this and that, in kind of being one-upping people maybe when she's calling me like put me on with nick you know just being like always maybe. like maybe treating her like shit and maybe she was secretly jealous worried because i'm sure mm. this girl sounded younger mm -hmm. maybe she was worried nick was having a relationship they're having issues and she's instead of just being like maybe she tried to be nice hey can i talk to him and this girl was being like no he's busy and finally being like listen right put listen, me bitch. through right. you know what i mean that kind of starts a really negative relationship when you're a real bitch to someone you have to talk right. to him just to talk to your husband like it could be where's that. his cell phone well and you know also I mean? <laughs> if you if you work with somebody you get their side of the story oh yeah he's 
miserable. Yeah. She's right. seeing it. She's he like probably overhearing conversations on the phone. Yeah. You know, just different things. And she's picking up that this girl's crazy and obsessed right. with Gina and bake sales and shit. And won't give up the ugly ass ring that she hates anyway. Yeah, <laughs> the engagement ring. Which later that was you learn. So real. Yeah. That was such a real thing. <laughs> Although it did surprise me at the end when she remembered, and the first thought was oh, crap, I gave that ring away. That was Madison's birthright or something. Right. Yeah, she daughter. wanted it for her first and daughter. And I totally thought she was going to be like, oh, I don't want those bitches, his sisters, to get the ring. Yeah. But, like, in my mind, I'm just thinking, at one point, why wouldn't you have just said, I would like our first daughter to have this ring. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is an important thing for her, and she deserves it. Right. Why wouldn't you just say that? Mm-hmm. Because you're, like, crazy, and you just can't communicate, and communication's your issue. Instead of sending, like, 11 nasty emails back and forth. Yes. Yeah. It's not hard to say those little words right there. Right. And then he says, I well, don't give a fuck about Madison. Well, I mean, then again. fine. Or, you know? I'll give you the ring back, but you need to give it to Madison when she's right. 16 or whatever, you know? Right. like Yeah. Or whatever it is. Uh, what I also thought was interesting about that is, like, I feel like when she, shocker, she gets her memory back, when yeah. Alice gets her memory back, we do get those justifications. Like, the reason I didn't want to give back the engagement ring that I hate was because I wanted to give it to my daughter, where the entire book, we were led to believe that she, she was just being hatey. Like, spiteful. Yeah, she was just being spiteful and catty, and she just wanted him to suffer, you know? And suddenly, we get the other side of it. Mm-hmm. But... And that happens with, like, every everything going on. Like you said, like, he was traveling all the time. Right. But really her reasons affected her like her behavior oh right but i feel like when she lost her memory she finally saw how her behavior actually affected everyone around her right absolutely Mm -hmm. i loved how i was so worried when she got her memories back that she would snap back yes to way that she was and she kind of did in those first couple minutes Mm -hmm. and then you get a little further on and she realized that you have to meld them together not go with one or the other but learn from that outside perspective mm-hmm. which I, I think we all should and honestly today I've I've been trying to do that because I'm, I'm real quick to get bitchy nowadays which is not like I was before no. like if I'm driving especially like <laughs> oh bitches I hate people that drive just anyone that drives don't drive I hate it <laughs> so like five times no five million times on the way here I got pissed and then I'd be like wait a minute what would 10 years ago Susie do? <laughs> 10 years ago Susie would just be like, ha, it's cool. Like, you know. So it's. You're more carefree. Yeah, you're more carefree. So I think I like I like how she melded that at the end. I keep jumping to the end. Sorry. No, you're fine. I and I think, later. no, we can talk about the end. But I think it's a good perspective for everyone. You're right. Like, we're all different than we were 10 right. years ago. I mean, iPhones are different because they didn't exist 10 years ago. You know, like, the world has changed so much. Like, when she's remembering, there weren't smartphones. Like, there was a very basic Facebook. Like, or there wasn't Facebook in 1998. So I was thinking 10 years ago from now. So, like, there's so many changes that, and everyone's lives from 10 years ago, like, you know, I didn't know my husband, Susie. You may have known yours. I'm not sure. Yeah. You did. Obviously, you don't know your husband yet, you know? <laughs> and so there's so much that that is different from 10 years ago. And, and some things are negative, but a lot of things are probably very positive, you know? Like, I had a lot more freedom 10 years ago because you just oh, God, have more yes. freedom when you're single than when you're married or especially married with kids, you yeah. know? It's like... 
it's great, but it's also there's also deterrence, and I'm not gonna lie about it. Anyone out there listening that's single, like there's there's a, a lot of benefits to just being able to do whatever the hell you want all the time, and then when you can't, but you get you get that point, you know. It's like so I think it's good to look back and say. I didn't let stuff get under my skin right. 10 years ago mm-hmm. and the same way that I do now. And I don't know if road rage is ever going to work out, Susie. I love when you get mad. Like, <laughs> you get mad so rarely. And I know you get mad more, more now. common now. More now, for sure. But I think you're adorable when you're mad. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's like it's like a person that doesn't cuss cussing for the first time. Which is funny because I really do cuss a fucking lot. But when people who don't know me hear it, they get flabbergasted. <laughs> I really, Shocking. I cuss a lot now. It's amazing. I really do. So, I'm surprised my child isn't walking around dropping F-bombs. Well, if I hang out with her more, she probably wouldn't Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have to watch myself every time around my friend's children. Yeah. Sometimes it's still, I'm like, shit. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. I'm like, is it fine? It's okay. They're three. They're starting to repeat things back. Sorry. Like, mm, they're going to okay. gonna stop it's me, cute. like, they're seeing their three. children for everyone, a reason. Everyone does it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I definitely have to do some elbowing sometime with people yeah. around the kiddos. I'm like, <laughs> hey, maybe pull back on the F-bombs so much because young ears in the room. Right. Um, and, that, you know, that's fine. Our parents did a pretty good job. I didn't even know what most, most cuss words were until, like, middle school. But, but I, feel like I our knew parents... all of them because I went to Catholic school. That's oh, there true. you I go. I knew all of them in, like, first grade. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. So I feel like our parents were very good about not cussing at all. Mm-hmm. Like, they made it a point with neither of them in general. I think that they, like, I remember the first time I really cussed in front of mom. And she was just like, oh, my gosh. You know, just, like, completely <laughs> shocked. Scandalized. And she would have conversations like, you're not going to find a husband if you're cussing like this. Or <gasps> boyfriend. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's very unbecoming. And finally, I was like, this is just who I am. If they can't accept me for the occasional cussing, like, they're not the right person for me. Like, I need to work on that. I see that. I reflect on that. I think there's nothing wrong with cussing. They've proven that people are very honest about it. More intelligent, and they're more free-thinking. Well, not only that, but I feel like if I I say these things, and it's not, like, in front of, like, children or people that are going to be highly sensitive to it, Chances are my anger is going to dissipate real quick because I got it out in a really short moment versus right. like stewing over it. I mean, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is what's <laughs> going then, on. Oh, we're thinking crazy. about it. I think that's yeah. why work is so hard for most people is because you can never actually say what you want. Right. But back to the book, you guys. <laughs> tangent. Yes, back. That was, a, that was a healthy tangent. I feel yeah. like it's part time therapy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we can talk about the end because when she gets her memory back, the way it ends, the way the book ends, before the epilogue, mm, mm-hmm. I was about to scream. Mm. Because, because she's with Dominic? Or? Yes. Okay. Because at this point, I'm sorry, Alice. I'm so invested in your and Nick's stupid relationship. Yeah, likewise. For better or for worse. You don't get to just not go back to him. But and then... sometimes there's no going back. That's true. I didn't think they were going to go back. You didn't think so? No. Especially when... at the... So he bets her in the middle of the mm-hmm. book... That when she changes, when she gets her memories back, she's going to not want to be around him. And he'll know because the look on her face. And then when that look came and he, all he had to say was, okay, you owe me $20. And I was like, that's it. Yeah. I was hoping it wouldn't be. I mean, it was so crazy that, that he, you know, was right. That Mm -hmm. when she got her memory back, because they've been rebuilding their relationship basically because she wanted to, because she didn't remember how awful everything was right. mm-hmm. and then it was so sad i felt when she talked to the coffee guy or whatever and or whoever dino. however she yeah however she found out from dino 
that when he asked if they were going to get back together and Nick said, if I would, I could make. Right. You know, like, it was very apparent that Nick didn't want to get a divorce. Yeah. And so I felt really sad for him because at this point, if anything, she's now basically been leading him on down this path where she's making out with him. Right. And but she didn't remember. I know she didn't remember. And but he knew. He I knew know. things were going to get rocky. He did. But it's still, I felt like it was unfair. Yeah. You know, because he's like, we can't, you don't but remember anything. Also I also had leave. a head wound. Like. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You he know, really should have probably just been like. No, I gotta go. Break. But at the same time, it's what he wants us to get back right. with her. So True. the whole thing is totally fucked. True. But yeah. So then when she gets her memory back and she like looks at him with like hatred in her eyes again. And he's like, you owe me 20 bucks. And after he came to the stupid bake sale. Right. And all the other moms are making fun of him. Mm-hmm. And like, they're like, is that your dumb ex-husband? Why is he here? Mm-hmm. And she's just like, why are you talking about my angel like that? Yeah. And I'm like, shut up, Alice. You obviously hate him now. Yeah. You know? Obviously. So you yeah. know this because your friends have told you how much you hate him. Right. Just roll with it. She's like, why am I friends with these horrible people? I'm like, I don't know the answer to that, Alice. Right. That but you've obviously chosen them over him, so I don't know what's going on either. The giant meringue the pie. dumb giant meringue <laughs> pie really from Regina. That sounds so controlling and over the top. Yeah. just so insane. But he was still there supporting her through it, even though she didn't even know how to make a fucking meringue pie at this point. <laughs> right. You know, like, he's there for her through this. And then suddenly she's just like, get the hell out of here. And then the book ends and she's like, it was nice, but of course I'll never be back with him because right. too much has transpired. And I was like, whatever. Like, that is such a BS. What have I read this whole book for? Right. Like, what was the point? What was the point of this <laughs> right. story to me? Yeah. You know? Um, and then the epilogue. You find out that they did get back together. And what's her daughter's name? Madison. Madison. Olivia, that's yeah. what I thought. Madison. She's the older one. Madison's older, yeah. yeah. Olivia's and the she's just one. like, you know, would you have ever gotten back together if you hadn't lost your memories? Mm-hmm. And she's they like, no, 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 they no, there's no way have. they would have. Uh-uh. They would hate each other forever. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the story. Me, yeah, me too. I did too. It was very well done. And I, I like the they did get back together because, like, Dominic was a really nice guy. He was very caring, very attentive, very different than the Nick who he became into. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just wasn't Nick. No. Like, I feel like he was a filler. Like, she was trying to – wasn't a rebound per se, but mm-hmm. it was just, like, her trying to find someone to, like – who to idolize her. To yeah. fill the void a little yeah. bit. Um, he saw her, you know, as the mom that does it all, light mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And he appreciated that because he's a freaking teacher, principal person. Right. So, like, yeah, he's going to appreciate people that raise money and do bake sales for school. Um, but, like, I felt like she did not appreciate him to the same level. Like, she right. definitely would have taken him for granted. Um, and so I liked that after this moment of reflection and having a different perspective on her memories that she was able to to reconcile with Nick later on down the road. Like, they both dated other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And kind of found each other again. Um, also, highly unrealistic. Let's well, pre- yeah. Yeah. Let's See, realize that why... most of the time people don't get that perspective because they don't have a head injury. Absolutely. They don't, they don't look back and be right. like, wow, I forgive you for right. all of these things that you right. did that hurt me emotionally and I stood I over how much I love you. for months. But yeah. I remember I loved you. And... Well, and sometimes the, the romances that burn the brightest <laughs> are the ones that crash... The hardest. The hardest. Yeah. Like, I, there's a 
family member that had like this love that I idolized for so many years and out of the blue they got divorced and they just looked like the perfect couple. They've mm-hmm. been together 20 years and apparently like they both cheated and they mm-hmm. both tried to run away from the wedding and got back but they had this passion. So I think that's why reading this book that colored my my thought process and I'm like she's never going to go back to him because they're just so stuck in their ways right but I mean again they didn't have a head injury (laughs) my family member didn't have a head injury so they didn't get that perspective vacation I guess radical marriage counseling yeah hey babe let's go like bonk our heads on a cliff or something go get amnesia and maybe you'll fall back in love I feel like in real life more realistic would be like 20 years later you've both dated other people failed in relationships and maybe truly learned maybe mm-hmm. you have some faults that you need to work on and then or you run they into never each other. Yeah, yeah yeah either maybe you do realize it and you can kind of start new again but most people that just doesn't happen mm-hmm. you know oh isn't that the point of okay i love the movie eternal sunshine of the spotless mind yeah oh yeah and i mean i guess that's the whole point is that they go through a bad breakup and they're mad and there's technology where you can erase your memories mm-hmm. and they do and through that process, he realizes he doesn't want to lose her, mm-hmm. and then they fall back in love at the end. Right. Even after they realize that they broke up and they erased their memories on purpose, but they're like, well, this is right. It's kind of like the whole, when your head gets in the way, the heart is just like, shut the fuck up and hold my beer. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> right? really, that's what this is, too. Like, in both instances, it's like... Her heart was pulling her to Nick, mm-hmm. and then the you know the Eternal Sunshine people—I forget their names. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> their hearts so pulled long. them to each other, <laughs> yeah. and they chased each other through their little visions or whatever. Um, so I guess the point is follow your heart and yeah. uh, know there will always be people there to enable your shitty ways. <laughs> yeah. You know, like there's always people, and I like I have we have friends, mm-hmm. you know, that will not be named, mm-hmm. but you know that you it, you have to watch what you say because they're just so eager to jump on the negative bandwagon. Mm-hmm. You know, of like you should just do this drastic dumb thing you definitely shouldn't do but it doesn't affect me at all and you should totally do this thing you know and you're like but I don't really want to blow up my life and they're like you should because your life could be better than it ever has been you know and and it doesn't even have to be that obvious because I think with Gina again they were good friends but they both just got sidetracked and like Gina wasn't trying to be a bitch she was just (laughs) she just got pulled into Gina's shit and then that kind of assisted in blowing <laughs> things up. Yeah, and she could have definitely like been like, hey, Gina, I love you. You're my friend. I support you with whatever you do with right. your marriage or not with your marriage. But I need to also focus on my marriage because Nick is not a victim here. Like, he is a good right. guy. He didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I shouldn't be taking this out on him. Like, she could have said that, but instead she was just so self-involved with the situation right. yeah. that she just couldn't step away from it. And the other thing that broke my heart was I think it's in the epilogue when she's having that dream before they come in about their vacation mm-hmm. all together. And I think it's Nick that says, like when some of them says, like, hey, where do you think we'll be in 10 years? And I think it's Nick that says, I hope all four of us will be together, meaning him mm-hmm. and Alice and Gina and her husband. Yeah. And, like, part of the whole thing was she thought he didn't like Gina and all that stuff. And it's like, no, just... Step out of your fucking bubble. And I think he he liked Gina, but he saw that Gina was a very strong personality because Mm -hmm. Alice, younger Alice, was very malleable. Mm -hmm. You know, she wasn't confident in herself. She didn't see herself as beautiful. She saw herself as, you know, drab or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, Gina, who was obviously beautiful and vibrant in her own ways, was like, 
that dress is ugly or this is blah 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 right like, oh she yeah would, go if, change she would immediately Ugh, listen to yeah. me and snap into him like oh you know she was getting like let herself get bossed around mm-hmm. and she later gained confidence mm-hmm. but nick didn't like that because nick married her for who she was right not who like she wasn't you know what i mean so right. he didn't like seeing her think less of herself and I get that. Like, that's a hard thing to watch. We've all had friends we've seen do that. And we're like, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Like, you're totally fine. And Right. So I could, I could see I could see why she would think he didn't like her. But really, he just didn't want her to get bossed around. Right. Yeah. And put down right. for no reason. Yeah. So. I mean, there's always definitely real reasons to break up and divorce people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yes. there is. And I think Gina was completely in the right to leave her husband after he was cheating on her. 100%. Oh, yeah. um, but, I mean, I feel like it just, like, Nick wasn't cheating on Alice. And I feel like that... Their friendship really impacted her relationship, right. which I don't think needed to happen. He for could her have to, tried a little harder, for, though. He definitely could have. He didn't even go to Gina's funeral. Right. Like, he was like, I didn't think you would want me at this. Like, of course, of course she would she want would. you there. Yeah. You know, so he was definitely an idiot in several ways. Like, mm-hmm. he is no way victimless in this situation. Not at all. But, like, also, before it got that far, I feel like she should have done something about it. Also, can we talk about the fact that Madison freaking saw this happen? Yes, the poor Why kid. Why did he not be there for her Yeah. <laughs> also at the funeral? And also, like, could we say why we, I don't remember, was the, was Madison even in counseling? Because I feel like she definitely should have been in counseling. If you witnessed someone die that you also knew in a car accident, that yeah. is emotionally That's traumatic. A big deal. And she's acting out, and they keep just brushing under the rug. She's acting out because she's messed up in the head, and then her mom is kind of blaming her because she had yeah. to pick her up. Oh my god, that was so messed up. That was she a had real, a disappointment? Yeah. That was like a real messed up thing where the kid who's already the first kid and you know, what, she was like 12, so she's going through mm-hmm. a weird emotional well, she child 10. thing. 10. Or nine, yeah. yeah. But at this point in the book, she's a little older. Yeah. But either way, like she's going through emotional things and she's thinking that she's being blamed, that thinking that her mom doesn't love her. When, in fact, mm. her mom does love her, but she's feeling the blame. Right. It's, like, really emotionally confusing. So, this poor kid. That poor kid. I felt, I felt awful. So I'm like, for her. you're going to be a head case if we don't do something about this, because yeah. it's going to fuck with you for life. And so, yeah. there is a point. I think she is eventually. I think she goes to the same doctor that Christina. She does. Uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah. Why I keep calling her Christina? Because I think she, she like, tells, yeah, go to this. But, yeah, she definitely needs. Should have been in the whole From time. the get-go. Yeah. Like, I feel and like I that's don't know that she was. A parent's responsibility to make right. sure their kid is taken care of. What did she do in school? What was her... She cut someone's hair she off? She cut her hair? Yeah, that so made me So she laugh. cut her hair off and threw her cake at her face. Yeah. That yeah. she had spent all night making. When they're in the conference, like, the parent-teacher meeting about that, and, uh. Nick, like, laughs, I was like, <laughs> This that's... is where I started to hate. Dom- was Dominic his name? The yeah. other boyfriend who's yeah. the principal? Yeah, the principal, yeah. Because he should have digged dug deeper yeah oh yeah really she was the one being bullied okay she shouldn't have done that she shouldn't have cut this girl's hair off obviously but she was the one being bullied and as someone that was bullied when she was younger and got in trouble for speaking up about it Mm -hmm. or doing i didn't cut someone's hair off but But you should have probably i should have (laughs) they were all bitches but i i totally felt for madison yeah i feel like that's hard and i feel like he knew that the mom was crazy because he was like, go ahead and go now. Like, he tried right. to get them out of yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But well, you guys. Yeah, go ahead. We're almost at an hour. Oh, yeah. So let's okay. do our, our final thoughts. Okay. Oh, me. Okay. Um, oh. Final thoughts. I, I really liked the book. Um, again, it just keeps hitting home to me that everything is so different. After 10 years, you have different perspectives. And when you get stuck in your own little life, you just can't see outside that bubble. So 
I went to lunch with my husband today after I finished and I talked to him and I'm like, we're gonna we're gonna do better in life. We're gonna take a look at things. And I think it's just a really great message that you just have to step outside of yourself and think, hey, what would I have done 10 years ago? Or how can I maybe see this person's point of view differently? I completely agree. Absolutely, Susie. That's I, a great takeaway. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I completely show. agree. Um, I think it was a great book. I highly recommend reading it. It's very suspenseful. Kind of keeps you on your toes. You just keep wanting to read more. Um, but yeah, definitely maybe some self-reflection on yourself. If someone mm-hmm. says something that maybe it feels jarring or off guard and you're kind of like, I can't believe they say this, kind of look back and why would they have said that? Because we're all human. If <laughs> We all make right. mistakes. We could always do better. And who we were 10 years ago to who we are now are different because we have different things going on in our life. So yeah. different. There, <laughs> there's no way to change that, you know. Um, so it doesn't hurt to kind of look back and think, wow, maybe I should do this or this or this better, mm-hmm. communicate more, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of figure it out. Well, I agree. It's. I think this book was really good. I think it not only makes you think about the storyline mm-hmm. and it's suspenseful and you really are invested in these characters, but I really think it also makes you introspectively look at your life, like you guys said. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what we can ask for more in a book, really. Absolutely. Than that. It was I thought good. it was great. Right. Um, I would definitely read more of her books. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't think I'll read Big Little Lies, at least not yet, just because I already know what happens mm. uh, to an extent. Um, and I, we will be doing this again in a month. Woo! And Woo. we will be reading another book. Uh, do you guys want to go with the one we talked about before? It's fine with me. Sure. Are you good? I think we are going to read, or in my case, reread, In a Dark, Dark Wood by Ruth Ware. That's W-A-R-E. It's um, a suspenseful, really kind of, it's almost like, it's not like a whodunit, but it has the feel of, like, once again, kind of confusion and, like, a lot's happening. Um, it's about a woman that gets invited to a bachelorette party in the woods with people that she hasn't seen in like 10 years. And of course it's going to be awkward. And there's a lot more to the story than that, that kind of transpires over this weekend um, where they're, where they're in this, in this cabin. So it's, it's kind of a great combination of a couple of like genres. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. So we're going to read in a dark, dark wood next. Ooh, also what Alice forgot is being made into a movie. Mm-hmm. And Susie, do you have opinions on that? Well, I just found out before we started this that Jennifer Aniston is Alice. Yes. I, I don't, I don't know. I like her, but I would almost rather it be someone I don't know, just because I, I don't know. I feel like personally, like I love Jennifer Aniston. I, I I'm trying to imagine who would play a younger version of her. Someone I kind of envision that would have been good for me is Reese Witherspoon because she's mm-hmm. got a daughter who looks yeah. almost identical to her, but yeah. much younger. And mm-hmm. that, I don't know if her daughter acts, of course, but if she did, that would be just like yeah. perfect. Really <laughs> believable. I think it just, yeah. it was a gut reaction when I found out because it's like, oh, she's so obvious. I don't know. And maybe <laughs> it's just because I'm bitter. Yeah. Maybe that's part of it. I like her though. We'll see. I don't know. I just, I love her. I I hope it goes, I hope it turns into a really good movie. Like I really, really love the girl on the train. And I mean, I think Emily Blunt did a great job. Um, but I just wanted so much more out of that movie because the book was so good. That's the other thing that scares me. I never like movies made out of books. Except for Harry Potter. Harry Potter did a really good job, but they still left stuff out. But it's just that. Yeah, and it still made me angry. The book is always (laughs) better. Right. 
And so it's just very difficult when you I just don't really puts me on a pedestal to watch it, and you're like, but you didn't do this, or this could have right. been done like this. It's just difficult. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Yeah. Ooh, let's give books ratings. What okay. would you give this book on a scale of one to five? Four and a half. Or should we do one to ten? I think that we should do like one to five, and then we'll rank them in order as we well, go. Okay, of our well, okay. Well, can we say like what we think a five is? Like, I'm That's trying a good to think. Idea. Five like is Harry like Potter? Harry Potter. It's like the best Ooh. book you've all ever read, and you love us so much. Struggle. One, I don't really have an example of a one that I want to drop out right now. I guess, but just one. Okay, I I really hated this memoir once. Mm. By Bob Dylan. I'm sorry, Bob oh. Dylan. I just, <laughs> you great music. You don't just need my love and writer. support. You're great. I found your book very hard to read and very frustrating because there was never a point I felt like any of it. So, no offense. Love the music. Didn't love the book. So that would be probably one for me. Okay. Um, so just because I didn't know what I was reading the whole time. Mm, that's awful. Then maybe I'd say this is a a two, just because. Well, I really liked it, but I don't know. Oh, three. I'll say three. Okay. I think I would say four. Yeah, I could see four for me. It was, it's different, obviously, than Harry Potter. So, like, when you put sure. it out there, it's, That's really, why I probably it's a very different genre. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it. I felt like it was very well written. Mm-hmm. And the perspectives were good. Because there are some books that I, I love that captivate you, but the writing styles could use some work. Yeah. Sure. It'd be like if I tried to write a book. But I'm not a great writer. <laughs> not in that way. Um, but I feel like she did a really good job. Yeah, you know, I do too. Writing it. So I would say a four. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll average that out. What is that? 3.75. What did you say? 3.75. I just made that up. That's not real math. <laughs> we'll figure that out later. <laughs> um, <laughs> none of us are math wizards. We're readers. Hey. Sorry, guys. Um, so, okay. Well, I think that's good. Um you can follow um, our really only social media is my Instagram account, which is at Ashley Finley Writer um, on Instagram. And uh, you can also follow us, I guess, on my website, which is www.landlock-mermaid.com. And hold on one second. Sorry, everyone. Alicia's doing something with my phone. But. <laughs> And she said, you're welcome, but I don't know what for. Carry on. Oh, I'm carrying on. So feel free to follow along there. I definitely post updates about what books we're going to be reading, uh, when we're recording, uh, when you can expect the pod to come out on, you know, Anchor um, and, <laughs> and Apple and Google podcast apps. Um, Alicia just did the math that we have given it a score of 3.66. We'll just say seven. So it just goes on forever. So 3.67 is what we'll go with. Um, so that is what Alice forgot. It was fantastic. If you haven't read it, you know a lot about it now, but still probably worth a read. Um, and I hope you guys join us next time. Thank you. Thank you.